0: What is up everybody, welcome back to another edition of The Sheehan Show here on SureDog.com And as we come uh, towards the end of the year, what I want to do is is go back and, you know, kind of review the year I suppose And look at, uh, you know, where we've been uh, over the last year, what I suppose has changed And how the promotions have kind of gone And the first promotion I want to look at today uh, is PFL Because I think, look, I've covered all the the PFL uh, events up until the final and obviously covered the final as well. And I think it's what's very interesting to me about the PFL is that we know what's coming always in terms of the amount of shows, in terms of, uh, you know, who wins. How they win will determine what comes next. And it's a very easy one that i supposed to go back on to look over and to review. And that's what I'm going to do today. And I'm going to go through just kind of quickly all 10 of those events from the year. But first of all, I'm going to kind of give an overview of the PFL. And I said, the first thing I will start with is what I just said there about it being way more easy to review the PFL at the end of the year. And that is down to their structure. That's down to their regular season and down to their playoffs. Now, as someone like me here in Ireland... I, I don't really have, like, a great understanding for that in terms of the, you know, the American structure of the regular season, the playoffs and things like that, and it doesn't go by the year and all. Okay, we have, you know, a league system and someone at the end of the year wins and we go on and whatever, but it's, you know, it's, it's a little a little bit different and something that has been, obviously, very alien to, to any mixed martial arts fan uh, until the PFL have started, you know, there was things back in the day, but you know what I mean, recently, anyway, um, and I feel like it's, you know what, it was something that at the start I didn't really have great time for I, I remember saying, maybe even on this podcast or another podcast That um, I, I thought it was a bit of a gimmick And, and you know what, it, it definitely is a, a gimmick, no doubt about it But I always kind of said, unless you have good fights, unless you have good fighters It doesn't really matter what structure you have And I, I first, it's, uh, you know For a large part, I I would stand by that, but I actually do think the structure adds something to it. I think their structure and one championship in a different sort of way has fighters that may be inferior or some fighters that may be inferior to even Bellator and UFC, but the, the structure, the way they do things actually makes it more enjoyable and makes it more exciting and that's without a shadow of a doubt the case for the PFL so as someone who was a sceptic of it coming in maybe you know a few years ago I've actually kind of grown to really like it and enjoy it and I enjoy the meritocracy part of it. Now I think a big issue for PFL which I, if you go back and listen to the show I did last year, one of the things I was saying was the big name fighters weren't getting you know to the finals and they were missing out on it and that's somewhat was the case again this year but I think what they really did to mitigate it this year was they put um, extra fights on. So they put undercard fights on the finale and on the playoffs and different things as well to get more fighters on it, to get more names in. Which I think was uh, a very very good thing. Now you know we have Rory and others as well. It wasn't always uh, you weren't always able to do that with Showtime and others as well when they lost out in the regular season. But I, I generally think they did a better job of that this time around. Um, I suppose in America the finale was on pay per view as well. I haven't heard anything with the numbers or anything like that. Um, I mean, it's very difficult for me to say on that because I didn't, you know, it was on YouTube here. We we could watch it for free, and it was on Channel Four, uh, so it's very difficult for me to to speak for someone in America or anything. But hearing people talking about it and talking to people, myself asking about it, I don't think that went down well. I don't think people liked that. So that maybe is something they'll review for next year, see what's what way they're going to adjust things and do things differently. Um, but adjusting things and doing things differently for next year is going to be a big thing, and we'll talk about that maybe after we go through these events here because what we are looking for next year from BFL is going to be very, very different, I think, from what we saw this year. But overall, in general, to run through a few more kind of things just before we get to the cards themselves, I think, in general, the outcome of the PFL, if you are to go through it all, I would say was was a positive in the year. The fights were generally good, uh, they comparing to last year. I don't think there was that many, you know, judging controversies or anything like that. Uh, there was some great stories, obviously, with Pacheco and with Lachnan and more. Um, the production, I think, at the the very first PFL number one, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, there was issues. And I remember talking to someone from PFL, and they were asking me, "What's what's going on? What, what's you know what are you seeing?" And I said, "Look, this this and this went wrong." And I'm sure they did that to a couple of more people. And even from that night, the end of that night, I think it improved. And since then, there's really been no issues. So I give them massive credit for that. You know, lots of promotions won't do that. It won't even you know kind of just fly along by the seat of their pants and keep things going and, and don't improve things. Whereas for PFL, I I will definitely give them credit for that. That they improved as things went. And once they got it good, they kept it like that. So I give them great credit for that. Another thing I give them credit for is their commentary. I spoke about this last week, so someone asked me in the QA, and and I know they're not for everyone and, look, commentary is like that. Some people don't like certain commentators, others, like I know Big John McCarthy, I've, I really like Big John, I know a lot of people don't like him. A lot of people don't like Mauro and I'm like him. I, a lot of people love Daniel Cormier, I'm not his biggest fan. You know, and you could go on and on and on. I generally like Kenny and Randy were someone who got a lot of stick when they were in the UFC back in the day and I was probably one of them doing the same, definitely for Kenny anyway, Randy somewhat, but I think both of them have improved so much and I think the three-man boot the way it is now helps them and I think Sean O'Connell helps them as well the way he is the play-by-play guy but brings a lot of colour to the play-by-play if you want to put it that way, you know, he is the one kind of bringing the the Rogan slash Daniel Cormier kind of joy or laughter to it and stuff which can become overwhelming whether it is any of the three guys there I just mentioned, but I think it actually helps Randy and Kenny an awful lot not having to do that. They can stick to the X's and O's and all of that. And I think it really helps them. I think it might have hindered Sean O'Connell a little bit. Now, you know, I used to be a big, massive fan of him. I'm yeah, I'm kind of 50-50 on him now, which is I don't think is probably good to consider where I came from. But I think it is for the good of the broadcast, so I'm not going to complain too much about it or anything like that. A couple of the negatives. I think the biggest negative is the uh, this whatever it's called uh, the judging algorithm bs um they need to get rid of that like it's it's a simple it's 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 really simple that it's just misinformation it is just pure and utter misinformation and it's nothing else so they need to get rid of it so if you haven't seen this judging algorithm they've made up their own judging algorithm it gets scored out of a hundred and they say who won the round via that um that's not how judging works. Judging doesn't work that way. You can't create an algorithm to judge a fight. You just And look, maybe you can, maybe you can, right? And maybe judging should work that way, but it's not right now. And to have something else like that is just complete misinformation uh, when it pertains to how fights are actually judged, when it pertains to how fights are scored. I, I, Some people might say, oh, it's a helpful guide or something like that. Absolutely not. A helpful guide would be someone telling you the criteria and telling you why someone won or lost or that round or why the round is close. So that is terrible. Verdict MMA, I don't really see him using it as much anymore, and that's absolutely great. Uh, another thing that is, uh, in my opinion, not helpful in any way. You know, no problem. F- fans can give their score, but uh, I would rather one person who knows how to judge a card through the actual criteria, over 10,000 people who don't know giving their opinion. You know, I'm sure someone who is like, let's say, Steve Ray, if loads of people are, are, are going in with verdict MMA from Scotland, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of 10-9s going for Steve Ray one way. And they say this crowds thing is going to work as well. You know, there's there's uh, you know logic in crowds. No, abs- absolute nonsense, nonsense altogether So I'm glad they've kind of rolled back on that a little bit Hopefully they, they keep rolling back and, and they roll it out the door And we never see it again So yeah, those are a couple, I suppose, of the, the, the plus points and minus points from BFL this year But overall, as I said, I think it's, I think it's been good So let's roll through the cards and obviously I'll have a, a few more points to make uh, As we go throughout it here so the first card opened up, uh, and it was Clay Collard and Jeremy Stevens uh, in the main event. <laughs> you could argue that this was the the fight of the the fight of the of year. It, it might have been. It was a great fight, an absolute barn burner, barnstorm of right. Clay Collard won it. And it's funny, Clay Collard came in as one of the stars of the year in PFL. And, you know, just as I opened up this card, I was like, oh, yeah, Clay Collard's in the PFL this year, you know? So it's funny how that happens. You know, some people emerge and some people... Um kind of go by the wayside in p f l and it's it's weird how that happens um but he won that fight against jeremy Stevens, who went on to have a couple of fun fights there as well now it's funny a lot of the fighters on this first night, especially towards the top in the top three fights were um you Know we're kind of non-entities, I suppose, by the time it, it came to the end. How Schmuffeu beat Don Madge. Don Madge is expected to have a great season, didn't happen for him. Uh, and no, the, the problem with this season as well, there was a lot of injuries, there was a lot of people pulling out. Um, you know, Antonio Carlos Jr. as well, he was next one, he was one of those ones who ended up pulling out as well. Bruno Capoloza, there was there was lots of lots of, and I'll probably get lost here, uh, midway through it if, if we're being honest. So uh, bear me, bear with me with that. But I think this was uh, a, a good card to kind of start it off. There was that big finish for for Mafu and for Antonio Carlos Junior. And then we had, um, Obama Mercy. I suppose winning the split decision against Nathan Schultz. A lot of close fights. Uh, for uh, a lot of good fights for Obama Mercy. A lot of good wins. This was a close one, and I suppose he is the kind of a one. So I oh, improved throughout the year, and I think it really suited him this year. And for someone like Schultz, I remember talking after this and saying, maybe it's not the place for him anymore, maybe he'd be better moving on. I think there's a few more guys like that as well. Corey Hendricks beat Emmanuel Sardi, and this as well. And Steve Urie, who got to the final, lost to Alex Martinez. I think Martinez um, was, was very good this season. I, I enjoyed some of his fights. He's a guy, I think, who will be back as well. Martin Hamlet beat uh, Theodorus. Uh, Mario I got to the final, knocked out Victor Pesta in, in quick order, as did Rob Wilkinson. So, uh, well, Rob Wilkinson, so the two fa- finalists, 2 uh, 205 5 fought and won. On the first night, he beat Bruce Isoto and Simeon Powell as well uh, defeated uh, Clinton Williams in one of the, uh, the undercarder fights there. So all in all, a good start to it, but... You're, I'm just looking here that um, Anthony Pettis was supposed to be on this as well against Miles Price that was a move forward um, Joshua Silvera was supposed to be on this he ended up coming back in later on Corey Hendricks first fight Clinton Williams so those fights didn't end up happening and things kind of got moved around so there was a lot of that a lot of that on, uh, on PFL this year um Let's move to to night two and and have a quick look at that. This one was the the heavyweight night, I suppose, with the 145-pounders as well. Uh, Bruno Capeloza topped this card and uh, knocked out Stuart Austin. And I suppose Capeloza is maybe the, the sorry story Of uh, of this year in the PFL, he was the guy that I thought honestly would emerge as the biggest star from the PFL season. Um, We'll talk in a minute about how he ended up losing, he ended up getting injured, he ended up pulling out and he didn't even reach the finale um, this year. So a big, big disappointment there. I remember at the end of last year, I was calling him one of the best heavyweights in the world, one of the best kind of maybe up and coming guys in the world, even though this was his 20th fight. Um... But it was a big disappointment for him, and he's another guy who will be looking to bounce back next year. Obviously, you know, beat Stuart Austin on this night, but uh, other than this, it, it was it was a not a great season for him, but we'll get to that, I'm sure, in a second. Um, the 145-pounders then, like it was, this 145-pound division for PFL... Is so really it's really, really good. It's really, really good. And do you know what? If I was to be a fella and I was going forward to next season, I wouldn't change it too much. Um, you know, Chris Wade beat Lance Palmer. Lance is another one who maybe would be better off, maybe taking that next step. And I think he I think that's the thing he's kind of spoken about. Uh, Chris Wade is is a great competitor in in the PFL, and I think he's good in the uh, in the tournament as well. And then we bring Lachnan against Royji Kudo. Like Kudo very well could have won this. It went to a technical decision um, three minutes into the third round after Kudo had hurt Brendan Lachnan badly in the first. Lachnan just about won the second, and then he won three minutes of the third to take the the the, the decision. Uh, this really could have been the end of Lachnan's, you know his season ended on up winning the million and unbelievable comeback, unbelievable um, story throughout the year for Locknan. To me, you know, I, I might have said it for someone else, but the the male star we'll <laughs> we'll say this year with uh, with Pacheco on the other side of it. But Roy Jukudo, if you're listening to this and you're you you know you didn't watch much of the PFL or maybe you just caught the finale and you didn't watch the the, the regular season. I think Raji Kuda is a very, very, very good fighter. I really like him a lot. He he had a disappointing um, semi-final. It was against Boba Jenkins, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, where, where he lost in quick order there but I think he put on a great show throughout the year and he's the guy I'd love to see back and if he's not I think Bellator I think USC should sign this guy he's a very very good fighter and I'd love to see him fight um lots of different fighters I'd love to see him fight Lognan again I'd love to see him fight Wade Palmer any of these guys again if he comes back next year so he's if I was on, onto the PfL and giving him um advice I'd be sent to, to bring him back um in the uh, in the, in the the 265 pound division. Then there was a few big fights there. Oh, actually, before we get to that, Boba Jenkins fought as well against Kyle Bashnek. Here, won the uh, uh, won the decision. Uh, the decision as did chairman Maurice over Boston Salmon and uh, Alejandro Flores uh, over Sabah Beloy. Um, the heavyweight, as I said, uh, Hina Ferreira uh, beat Jamal Jones. He looked an absolute menace at the start of this year. Knocked him out in 25 seconds. At this point, it was a lot of people were talking about he could be the guy at heavyweight. Dennis Golsov as well coming back here uh, after a bit of an absence. Uh, he won uh, in the first round here, and then Antideja knocked out Mateus Scheffel a fight we will see later on in the year again. Um, and Sheffel looked really bad in this fight. Antideja looked very very good. But uh, it was one of those fights that we probably didn't think we would see again ever, maybe in the PFL or this year. But uh, indeed, we did uh, manage to, to see that. klitschko Debreu as well beat Adam Koresh, uh on uh, on night two. Uh, night three, uh saw Kayla Harrison. Um, and I suppose, do you know what? Maybe when we look back at this season for Kayla Harrison, um, I think we will maybe have more of an idea of how much she actually did underperform. Like she went to a decision against Marina Makachina. Um, put on look, uh, she fought well enough, wasn't madly dominant or anything like that. She won the fight, she won all three rounds, she didn't have much trouble. But when you're going to a, a decision with someone who's six and three, you know, she's she's big, she's a good samba fighter and everything like that, but. Kayla Harrison should be blowing these ladies out of the water and she absolutely didn't here. Now, she did in a way, but you know what I mean? You know, she should be finishing Makatina. And there's just been too many of those for, for Kayla Harrison. Like, just let me quickly look back through her record here. Like, she, I, I, you know, we we'll go from the Makatina fight, so she won that. Um, she, like, if you look at the Pacheco fights as well, she she's bringing them to a decision. But it feels like the more and more she goes the longer some of the fights are going, like the taylor Gordado fight at the end of last year went into the second round for, you know, nine minutes of a fight. This one went to a decision. Pacheco again this year went to a decision. It, now, look, she is still destroying most people, don't get me wrong, but I think that was... There were there were slight signs there. I wouldn't say there are massive signs there. It's easy to be the general after the battle, but uh, yeah, she had... Um, yeah, not a great fight here and not a great season all in all for, for Cale Harrison. We'll talk more about that in, in, a, in a second. Carlos Leal defeated uh, Ray Cooper, the third Ray Cooper. This was the one where Cooper missed weight, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't it? Uh, he didn't have a great season, Ray Cooper. And look, it's happened in the past. I'm sure he'll be back, but it'll be very interesting to see what happens next year with Ray Cooper. Um, with Anthony Penison against Miles, Price in. you know, Miles, obviously an Irish guy coming in, uh, gave me a bit of extra interest in it not a great performance from Miles here, but he had better ones he was off for three years before this Um, but a great night for the PFL I suppose Anthony Pettis won here Rory McDonald won here and it was I suppose all on the up and up form Rory McDonald destroyed Brett Cooper uh, inside of a round then Larissa Pacheco uh, knocked out uh, Zemagool uh, Danilo Taylor who had a great season. Beat uh, Joe Jefferino. Gina Fabian beat Julia Budd. I suppose the upset of the uh, the early days of it and a big blow for PFL as well. They wanted to set up that Julia Budd fight with um, uh, with Kel Harrison, which obviously didn't end up happening. But then Sadabou C as well, who emerges, you know, the champ uh, uh, as a very good fighter this year. Beat um, Al Sakin. Uh, Glisten Thibault lost to Al Shalawi who uh, another guy who you know fell out of the tournament and all of that. So there was a lot of a lot of people. I think Abby Montez is another one here who, after beating um, Clarissa Shields, looked like to be someone who maybe not necessarily challenge Harrison, but be a bit of a star for him. She lost to Elena Kolesnik uh, Via split decision, a very very close one there. But Martina Jandirova won as well. So. Obviously, the hundred and fifty-five pounders of women started off. Pacheco and Harrison won there to move forward, and the the welterweights moved forward as well. Um, that was, uh, I suppose, the the, the kind of the, the the opening few weekends of of it. Uh, then we moved on a, a couple of months, and the uh, fourth iteration of the PFL saw Clay Collard lose to Alexander Martinez this was I suppose the one that a lot of people uh, had controversy about in terms of the judging uh, I think it was a close one but I, I was impressed by how Alex Martinez fought this season Clay Collard a bit unfortunate obviously as well to lose that one Demet Antonio Carlos Jr. as well winning unanimous decision a Mercia won the decision and a, another one, I suppose, uh, Jeremy Stevens Miles Price that went to a close, controversial uh, split decision. I, look, you can call me biased, I thought Miles Price won the fight. Very, very close fight. Um, would love to see Miles back but Jeremy went on and got the win there. Bad start for Miles, and he showed great heart to come back in and he almost finished him towards the end of that fight. So um, that was interesting. Uh, Akhmadov. Went in again, got another big finish in the second round there. Nathan Schultz got a fin- uh, got a, a win over Martin Helden on Mancha. And Rob Wilkinson, again, got a big finish. Like, it was very, very impressive from the 205-pounders this year as well. Akmanov looked good. Rob Wilkinson looked great. I was a big fan of Josh Silvera. He came in here, beat Martin Hamel- Hamlet, who was a, a good fighter, a dominant wrestler, and a hard guy to beat. And um, Joshua Silvera finished him in a round. So it was very, very impressive there. Um... We'll move on to the fifth um, night of fights, and this was the upset, maybe, well, the, the second biggest upset, I would say. Uh, Matthias Scheffel, in, in the top fight of the night, beat Bruno Capeloza in the night of upsets. Stevie Ray beat uh, Anthony Pettis. Um, he got the, the modified twister on him, where Scheffel won the decision over Capeloza, who didn't have a great night that night. Um... There was no contest in the Hina Ferreira-Klidson-Abreu fight. Chris Wade beat Bosniak. Ante Deja won again. He had a very dominant season. Bubba Jenkins uh, won his fight uh, against Exxon. Lance Parra beat Chairman Rice. Golsov ended up winning his fight. And Kudo Kudo beat uh, Flores. This was a really, really great knockout, a right hook. Uh, And to me, again, another guy, Kudo, who a lot of people maybe don't have uh, as much knowledge of uh, as they should. He ended up winning that. There was a few fights changed here as well. Bryn Lockland ended up fighting Nago Husik. He was supposed to fight Boston Salmon. Bobby Jenkins uh, was supposed to fight on the night against Balaji. That was obviously changed. Goltsoff was supposed to fight Sam Kay. And Dedeja was supposed to fight Stuart Austin. And even before that uh, as well, I think it was on the, on the third night that... Um, Mega uh, Megamed Mega yes, was supposed to fight against uh, Josef Zeffarino, and that didn't happen. I think it was uh, it was in uh, Russia, and and uh, the ability to get into the the country and things uh, kind of changed that one around. So it was, or, or uh, you know, knocked off that fight. So it was it was a tough at the start of the year, especially times changed very quickly. But it was st- a tough start of the year for a lot of the fighters and for the PFL themselves. We run on into the sixth card um, at the start of uh, of July. and this was Kel Harrison coming in and I suppose turning up the heat beating Kel Young who had put on a good performance uh, against I think it was Julia Budd wasn't it she thought before that and she's a good fighter but Kel Harrison ended up winning there Sadabou C took a very close decision over Rory McTallon not a classic but I thought he won it And he won that well. Uh, Ray Cooper beat his namesake, Brett. uh, Destroyed him very, very quickly. Magomed, Magomed Karamov ended up getting back uh, into the country, beating uh, Danilo Taylor. Larissa Pacheco put on a fabulous display of ground and pound uh, to knock out Jenna Fabian in the first round. Um, El Salawi got massively knocked out by Magomed Um Molotov. Mantes last again, They time to Makahina, another split decision. So very unlucky year for her there, losing a couple of close fights. Jindarov and Kolesnik also won on number six, number seven. You know, <laughs> it, this was where, um, I suppose, the uh, the playoffs got going. And the, the one thing I would say about this, so we went from the uh, the 1st of uh, June, July, until the uh, just over a month later, which was good, which was a good kind of jump. But then it was uh, the 28th of the 8th was the end of the playoffs and the finale was the 25th of the 11th. So we went three months and five days between PFL number 9 and PFL number 10. Now, I know people need time to recover and I know P- P- fighters can't fight every week and all of that. But to me, there was too much of a gap there. There was too much of a gap there. I wonder, can they do it where instead of a month between the regular season and the playoffs, maybe it puts six weeks between the regular season and the playoffs, and in less time between the end of the playoffs and the finale. I think that might be a little bit better. It just feels like, oh, we, this is this almost feels like last season, you know? It almost feels like that I've, there's too much of a gap, and I know there has to be a gap. These people are fighters, and they can only fight a certain amount of times in the year, but I, I, I would rather do it maybe in... Instead of doing it in four gaps as they're kinda of doing it in now, where they have one, two, three, four, five, six, then seven, eight, nine, and then ten at the end, they could do one, two, three, four, five, six, then leave a gap, and then, then you know, the the three shows after that and in the finale. I think that might be the way to do it. Now, not since five, six weeks in a row, five three weeks in a row, a little less of a gap, three weeks in a row, bigger gap, then a, another three weeks, then a smaller gap and then the finale just so you're not breaking up the season so many times that we kind of forget what's happening until we have to read the card and go, oh yeah, this happened, this happened, this happened. And that's kind of why I'm doing this as well because I know, I'm know i sure a lot of people kind of have forgotten that. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll look at this here... Um, and this card, obviously, they, they brought uh, to Madison Square Garden. Uh, it was kind of a, an upside only card. There was fights all over the place. Uh, but the, the main attraction here was Stevie Ray, who, again, beat Anthony Pettis. You know, he beat him by unanimous decision this time. Uh, Pettis and other people were calling it a, a fluky one uh, after that, but it by no means was a fluke. Stevie Ray, a very, very good fighter, very underrated fighter, beat Anthony Pettis here. Big shock. Look, Pettis did enough. He got to this uh, part of the tournament, but ended up losing. And we talk about meritocracy. Stevie earned that he beat him twice and he earned his way through. So fair play to him. Again, uh, in the one hundred fifty five pound division, another guy who earned it. Uh, Belmasia beating um, Alex Perez. Great job there. Um, Ahmedov then Rob Wilkinson bought one uh, at two hundred and five pounds. Um, Rob Wilkinson beating Delon Monte and knocking him out in the first round and then Akhmadov beating Joshua Silvera who uh, is obviously you know a, a very very tough matchup and will be there I think again next year uh, and will look good there so those were the big ones there with Martin Hamlin as well against Corey uh, Hendricks and a lot of undercard fights as well Uh, On the 8th event of the year, they went to Cardiff and they went to the Motorpoint Arena for that one. Obviously, you know, they had uh, a lot of the uh, the more local fighters. You know, Will Flory from Ireland was on the card. Lee Chadwick was on the card. They had a few Italians and other people uh, as well on it. At £170, Danilo Taylor beat Rory McDonald. Um, I remember, I I don't know, was that a... Was that a wedding or something this, <laughs> this weekend? I remember hearing from someone, oh, Rary McDonald uh, is, uh, is, after getting, uh, is after getting knocked open in Neil I was like, oh, Christ almighty. So that was a, a big one. Look, for Pettis, for Rory, you know, the the, the proof is in the pudding. And fair play to the other people. Hungry came in and, and, and beat him. Uh, Ante Deja beat Hinnan Ferreira. As I said about Ferreira, at the start of the year, a lot of people were calling him the guy. You know, he was the monster coming in. He's the guy who's going to be facing Kapilosa, maybe can beat him this time around. But Anteo Deja just showed he's well-rounded. It's a very, very good fighter and maybe one of the most underrated heavyweights in the world, I would say. I think he'd go into the UFC, I think he'd do well, if I'm, uh, if I'm being totally honest. Uh, and a great win there. Matej Sheffield in, I think, turned it around massively. He got in, beat uh, Juan Adams. Look, uh, we, we know it was supposed to happen. It was supposed to be Sheffield and Gostelov. Uh it, it, it was supposed to be Kapaloza and Goslov. None of them ended up happening. <laughs> you know, it ended up being Sheffield against Juan Adams. And he, uh, he won the fight. He, he got the knockout in the third round. Salaam so ended up getting the win as well there. You know, uh, we saw Nathan Kelly uh, coming in getting a fight in pfl and others as well so it was interesting them coming to um coming to cardiff and we'll talk more about that in in a second at the at the end of this and what uh, i suppose we're going to be looking at next year um then we have the, the i suppose the the end of the playoffs and Kayla harrison here won again this one uh, was in the uh, in london in the carpool box arena uh, they had a few more, you know, they had Miles Price back in this against Maxine Hell and a few more uh, UK fighters and things like that uh, on the card. Keller Harrison won, got the arm triangle over, got Jender over, Brendan Locknan got a big win in front of his home crowd. Uh, not hometown crowd, but home country crowd, allegedly. I think he's, he's mostly Irish though. Uh, he beat Chris Wade in a phenomenal performance, you know. At the time we were saying it was the best performance of his career, but that ended uh, <laughs> because there was another one after it. Pacheco got the win. Jenkins got the win to set up the finales Then you know they had Dakota Deceva, uh getting on it. It was a bit of an upset. Stuart Austin beat uh, Sophie and Bakaju uh, as well on that card. And then we got to the finale. So the finale, I suppose we're not too far out from it now. But it was a, it was a crazy night. It was a great night. You know we talked about the pay per view and all like that. But if you are just look at the card itself and the stories that came from the card, uh, I think it very much delivered. To If we go, you know, from the, the bottom to the top, the only thing that fell out from it as well was uh, Shane Burgess and Marlon Moraes. And, you, you know, which is good because the finale stayed together and we wanted them to do that. And that was great. You know, they had, what I like as well about this, they had a few of, Uh, the fighters who you'd want to see, I suppose, in the undercard, you had Magomed, Magomed Caramel, taking on Thibaut, you had Deceva, you had uh, Schulte against Stevens, you had Marlon Murray's debut, okay, it didn't go great, but uh, if a lot of people wanted to see that, you had a few of those attractions. If they could have got Pettis, if they could have got Rory on it, uh, that would have been good as well, but, you know Those lads lost and maybe they're thinking about coming back next year or whatever they're doing. I, I don't have as much of a problem with it this year as maybe I had with it last year. I think they did it a bit better uh, this year by getting a few lads on it. Um, Rob Wilkinson, what a performance he gave this year. He ended up getting the doctor stoppage, destroying Amari Akhmadov, did so well in that fight. Sadabou C beat Danilo Taylor to take the £170 title no one would have predicted that at the start of the year that he would have won it or that would have been the final Aubameur oh, Mercier against Stevie Ray like oh, mercy a great performance for me here I, I thought like he probably won the first round but he won it in such a way that I thought he might have trouble and then he adjusted and got the knockout in the second uh, after uh, you know struggling to remember it completely now but Stevie Ray had to fight to the ground didn't he almost or was going for the submission and didn't end up getting it but like, the three of those guys, Wilkinson, C, and Aubameyang, three really kind of unheralded guys, but three guys who went in there and won a million. And that must be said, and everyone else as well, the fact that PFL are handing out million-dollar checks here, God bless them, like, fair play to them. I, I, I'm not ever going to say anything bad about PFL in that, in that terms if they keep doing that. They're making these people's lives... You know, they really, really are. And we complain about that enough in MMA. I'm definitely not going to complain about this on fair play to them. I don't know how long it's going to last. I hope it lasts forever and these people can keep getting paid. But someone like Wilkinson is a very good fighter. He deserves it. Someone like Aubameyang Mercier, who is tiling his way through a very hard division in the UFC, coming out here and and putting on clinics against a lot of these lads. Absolutely deserve it. And what about Sadaboussi coming through this year? Great stuff from him. Um, we'd asked for Julia, but I thought Bud won that fight. It was a close, again a split decision. Uh, and in the top three fights, Deja lockdown and uh, and Pacheco. Look, Deja is probably the easiest one to break down here. He won against uh, a guy who did his best, came through, showed a lot of heart in throughout the year showed a lot of moxie to come back from that. Like it was an embarrassing loss in the first uh, in the first round. But Ante Deja is just a top top heavyweight and a really great performance from him here in a you win and in the top two well what about these for stories you couldn't have written the top two stories better than this like Brendan Loughnan coming from the Dana White contender series where Dana White did uh, you know this thing and, uh, and told him look go away. if you're good enough go ahead and prove you're good enough like kind of you know snotty nose laughing at him ah you're not going to be good enough and for Brendan Loughnan to go out and win a million quid and earn more than his champions earn over in the UFC. God almighty, it was just beautiful to see. It, was, uh, it would nearly bring a tear to your eye watching. It was absolutely brilliant just to stick it to him like that. Because like someone like me, I've watched Bryn Nan for years. I watched Bryn Nan fighting a Bama card here in Ireland, and before that as well. And for someone to look at 10 seconds of his fight and write him off as no good, that's, that was awful. Like, Bryn Nan is a very good fighter and constantly improving. And this was the best display of his career. Absolutely brilliant all around, first, second to last. An absolutely brilliant display ended up finishing Bobby Jenkins, who himself is a very good fighter as well. And uh, a great story, an absolute great story. And Larissa Pacheco, look, what more can we say about that? Beat Kayla Harrison, won the decision. Relatively close fight if we were to take fighter A versus fighter B. But Kayla Harrison, you know, she showed a lot of issues. Um, she showed that there are a lot of things to work on but Larissa Pacheco showed that she was able to come from losing twice she learned from that fight she's put on size she's put on strength she's become a real legitimate 155 pounder and she was able to showcase her skills against Kayla Harrison and did extremely well so absolutely fair play her, shock of the year could be female fighter of the year won a lot of won a lot of awards in the last fight of the PFL year and You must say for BFL What a result that is (laughs) You know Your finale Of your finale Was The best moment of your year you couldn't write that. You couldn't script that. That's exactly what they wanted. And uh, they're lucky with fair play to, uh, for, to, to Larissa Pacheco for uh, for claiming that and earning that. And for Kayla Harrison, it's it's back to the drawing board, and we'll see where she goes from here. She's talking about not fighting in the tournament next year, talking about these pay-per-view cards and all of that. And like, I suppose that can kind of swiftly move us on to what's happening next year, just briefly here, I suppose, before we go. <clears throat> I was just looking here on the, uh, the upcoming events, and they're talking about you know um, the the contender series is that is that was called? Let me just look here again quickly. A uh, challenger series. Sorry, it's a sixteen events each week from. Let me see when it's starting. Uh, no, it's actually, sorry, it's, it's less than that, it's seven events, is it? I don't know. They have a lot of events anyway. Oh, they've already had eight of them, so they are gone to the next ones. Yeah. So it's starting at nine on, uh, on the 27th of January and then running weekly uh, for the next seven or eight weeks after that. And uh, look, they had that last year. Didn't watch a lot of it, to be honest, because it's kind of the up-and-comers there. But also they have, uh, I suppose, the European Challenger Series, the European Top Series. I'm very interested to see how that's going to work you know because they signed like they signed a few guys lads here that i know in ireland they signed will Flory. like will Flory should be in the top competition he shouldn't be in a competition below to earn a spot in the top competition you know he's fought at a high level in bellator he's been you know a champion across uh in was it brave or where did he win the championship somewhere like that anyway he, like he's a guy who could have got signed by the ufc could have gone back into bellator he should be at the top table now in my opinion and maybe he will be i'm not too sure but that's There's a lot of those unanswered questions, I suppose, with PFL coming into next year. Who's going to be in a Challenger Series? Who's going to be in the tournament? Who's going to be on this, uh, you know, non-tournament cards that they're running? You know, what does it take to move from here to here to here to here? I think we're going to have to have a lot of explanations for that and see how it works. Now, I'm sceptical, but I was also sceptical, as I said, at the start of the show, you know, a few years ago when they started up all this and now I like it. So I'm I'm prepared to wait. I'm prepared to see how it goes. I'm prepared to see if it's good, uh, and if it is good, I'll enjoy it. If it's not good, I'll come on here and I'll give out about it. But there's a lot changing in PFL over the next while. They're on the zone as well here in um, in Ireland and the UK and other places. More money, you know. It's going to be tough to actually consume all of them and pay extra money. You're t- talking like a tenner a month. You know, that's an extra hundred and twenty quid to put plough into MMA. For MMA fans that were already plowing into hotels and into UFC Fight Pass and into, if you're here, BT Sport or if you're in America, into the pay-per-views or into ESPN or whatever it might be. It's very expensive to be um, an MMA, UFC, PFL, Bellator, one championship fan. These a very, very expensive. So that's an interesting move to see how that works out. But, you know, all in all... I think it's exciting times for the PFL. I'm interested to see who they who they sign. Can they get Cyber? Can they get Nathan Diaz? Will Rory McDonald still be there? Will Anthony Pettis still be there? Will you know some of the big fighters from this side of the world be signed with them and, and be fighting at the top table? I'm very, very interested to see all of that. You know, will they take the place as the second best organization in the world? Will it be Bellator? Will it be one championship? Interesting times. Very, very interesting times ahead. And I'll be here talking about it Uh all so i'm looking forward to uh getting back going and uh talking about uh the pfl fights in the smart cage once again all right everyone i will leave it there merry christmas happy new year to all of you i'm sean sheehan from Sherdog.com, and i'll see you all next time